0: So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sacred Emergence. I hope you're all having a beautiful, beautiful day. It's Michelle Wong here, and I am so happy to introduce to you our guest for this episode Vivi Doms is joining us right now from Ontario. No, yeah, Ontario in Ottawa. Uh, and Vivi is the adventure fairy. And oh my god, Vivi, I'm really excited to have you on. Welcome, welcome. Hello Michelle, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. So I'm you're the first person on the show where we're gonna be talking about travel. And uh, yeah, (laughs) and you're actually the perfect person because of just like your dedication to exploring, to adventure, and to having fun. Um, to like, I love how because we're connected through Figure Six, our mastermind group, but even like just seeing you online and you post like someone sharing a picture, right, from South Africa, you're like, oh. That must be in South Africa. I'm like, of course, Vivi would know that that's in South Africa.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. I mean, yeah, but if you've been to the place, it's highly likely that you recognize it, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, Vivi's been to South Africa. She's been to Zimbabwe. She's been to Brazil. She's been to, right? Like, you've been to all these, like, these are all on my list so let's like rewind because I I want to know how it started for you for your adventure traveling like what started like how
1: how did it start that's a good question I asked myself that question too I think there's two possible stories so I'll start with the very very beginning um my parents I'm German right um, i just live in canada because i'm a nomad and you know COVID. <laughs> um but my parents are actually german and they were born in the eastern part of germany where they were not allowed to travel back then and you know back in the days, it wasn't that easy to travel so once like germany opened up and people you know like the country you un- reunited and people could like go wherever they wanted to my parents started taking advantage of traveling and obviously it was much more difficult back then without the internet and like money wasn't that like you know available and accessible and it wasn't that cheap to travel as it is now and then my parents were told that they were not able to have kids or it would take them like a lot of miscarriages to have kids and my parents went to Sri Lanka and they climbed up this like beautiful temple. And by the way, I've actually never shared the story now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. climbed up this beautiful, massive hill with this temple on top. And they met this person up there, Sri Lankan person, guide whatsoever. And he told them like, this is the perfect God to pray for for a if you have certain wishes. And my mom told me that my dad gave an offering to this temple, and that shortly after she she got pregnant, and she knew that she was pregnant. But when she went to the doctor, they always told her, "No, no, there's no baby. Like, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Like, I, we don't want to get your hopes up, but there's no baby." until they discovered it I was like hidden somewhere in a corner (laughs) and I never left and I'm here and nobody ever thought my parents could have kids but here I am and um, I believe I don't know what happened you can believe in it or not maybe it's a coincidence maybe it's not who cares but um, that is when like the spirit adventure got into me Mm. and then obviously And my parents started traveling with me since I was very, very young. So we went hiking the Himalayas when I was just five years old. And my mom used to work in the oncology department with, you know, people having cancer, dying, like left and right, literally. And my my parents told me from a very young age, you don't know how long you'll be here. You don't know if your tomorrow is guaranteed. So if there's anything you desire in your life, go get it go get it go after it we support you whatever you want make your dreams come true but don't wait because you don't know how long you'll have and I feel this these two things like my parents never really being able to because of you know governmental restrictions literally like the same that we're going through right now even though if you wanted to it's very difficult to travel right now and like having the drive from like your life is not guaranteed you don't know if you'll ever turn 50 or 80 or you know retire hopefully we all will and let's not like you know go into like oh my god i'm gonna die tomorrow that's not the vibe but it's like we don't know how much time we have here so let's make the best out of the time that we are given.
0: Oh my goodness! I just got like well the whole story like I was just I got chills the whole time you were sharing that story that is so beautiful I had no idea like basically traveling was in your blood like even before conception <laughs> like your soul it, it was already like on the Sri Lankan mountains that's was it yeah Sri Lankan mountains yeah that's. Mm-hmm amazing and so much wisdom Mm -hmm. even like hey like the time is now oh my god I love that so much yeah thank you for your inaugural story (laughs) of of like how it came to be I love that you shared it here on this on this podcast um thank you for having the space for it That is incredible. Okay, so you've been traveling ba- basically since you were really young and your parents were um adventurers. They were adventurers and um and so that was the environment. And so um oh, well, I was going to ask like did you study in Germany? Like, was that like for most of your time growing up or did you start studying abroad? Like, how was that experience for you? Um, I did both.
1: So I went to school, obviously, um, in Germany. I did an exchange exam year in chile when i was 14 i went for an exchange um to india for a while um but i literally finished all my studies uh, in germany then i took a year off i traveled literally across the world i came back i'm like i don't know what i want to study like there's so many things i want to do i'm like i'd be really good at being a lawyer because i always get what i want i always win any kind of argument whatever it is i can get behind the point i can find I can find the right points to convince you, no problem, I got it. (laughs) But then I noticed doing an internship in like all these beautiful law firms and stuff, I'm like, you can't really take a lot of time off an adventure, like it's like a full commitment. And I never wanted that. And then with so many things that I'm like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. I'm like, no, I should study international tourism management. And so I did. And then once I started like studying and understanding more of like all the things behind it, I'm like, oh, that is BS. Excuse me. <laughs> but um, you know, so many things we learn in college or university or whatsoever, we never really actually use them. So most of my time I ended up traveling and like coming back like in between for classes or full like, exams. <laughs> and then <laughs> I remember I remember my my second semester. Um I I spent more time traveling than I actually spent in class. Oh, <laughs> and then I had to do an internship. I did my internship in Africa in Tanzania. Wow. And then directly I went to Mexico to do um an exchange university program over there. And I ended up staying and I never came back to Germany. <laughs> so I did end up studying more time outside of Germany at least like university wise than inside of Germany and I think it was the best that could have happened to me because the things I've learned the person I've become all these things were like so much more profound than just going to university in Germany
0: oh my god I had no idea so you did uh you spent time studying in like where in Africa
1: Tanzania oh Tanzania so my idea mm-hmm, yeah how it came is like, we could literally go anywhere we wanted in the world. And um, we had to obviously find the internship. And I was like thinking like, okay, what's the like most adventure wise? I really wanted to learn and grow, right? And I know you're all about growth and courage and all these beautiful things. So I'm like, I've been to South America. I speak Spanish. I love South America. I know if I go there, I'll have an amazing experience. I know that. If I go to the US, it's very difficult with the visa to stay for like half a year. It's like very complicated. So that's not even get started. Asia. Yeah, that's very really cool. But I love traveling there. I'm not sure if I want to work there. Like the mentality, the work mentality is very different from the European mentality. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not sure. I should just go there and travel. So I was left with Africa. Like Africa sounds scary. There hasn't, really ever been anyone like doing their internship in Africa and I had only been to South Africa and South Africa is like you know like the safe place to travel if you want to go to Africa and have like an African adventure Go to South Africa it's like the most touristy the most you know well-known the safest all the things and I'm like no I want to do the real thing I want to do what's scary I want to do the thing where I like fuck up the most where I grow the most oh my god fuck so excuse my language oh no it's all good <laughs> you know so I'm like I really want to learn I want to immerse myself into situations where I know I'm going to hate myself in this situation for having taken that situation but in hindsight when I look back at it I'm proud of myself because of what I went through and what I grew through I know that that will have been the right decision. wow so I knew it had to be africa so And what, that was like my point of thinking.
0: <laughs> that's okay. And like you were like college age, right? So like in your Yeah, life. I was like I was like 19 or 20. That is amazing. Um and then so what did you do? What was your internship? Oh my God.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because when you think about Africa, you know, like the typical things that people tell you. Oh, be careful, you're gonna get ripped off, you're gonna find a guy that's like gonna take all your money, you're gonna find someone that's wanna rape you, all the kind of things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've traveled a lot, like, you know, you know, like 19, 20 year old mentality, like you don't tell me shit, I know my shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. So I figured out all my internship details, like typical German style, like months in advance. I had my contract, all the things, my visa, my flight, all the thing was ready. A week before my flight, I get a Facebook message from a guy from the agency where I was supposed to work at saying, oh, hey, we just figured out it's low season. And actually, we don't need you here. But if you want, you can still come, but you have to pay us $1,000 a month plus your um, plus your accommodation. And I'm like, wait, excuse me, you want me to pay you to work for you? And $1,000, which like in Tanzania, in a village, that's that's like more than some people earn like in a year you know like excuse me like did i miss something what's going on here and i'm like well we have a contract and he's like well i don't care about the contract i'm like okay yeah that's a valid point you know like there's a contract but if you don't care about the contract there's nothing i can do so by contract buy everything now what i'm going to do i have one week to figure this out i do not want to tell my parents because i look like a total fuck up um if i tell them excuse me i have everything but you know like i'm supposed to go there in a week and i don't know what i'm gonna say i don't know what i'm gonna do for six months but um help no that was not the why i didn't want to scare them so i like went in the internet i'm probably messaged around probably almost all the tourism agencies that are in the country. <laughs> wow. I'm like, hey, I'm coming next week. Do you need an interior? Help me. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a place literally two days later and um, I got there. They picked me up and it was like a terrible situation. So it was in Dar es Salaam, the capital of Tanzania. And I was supposed to stay with one of their employees in their house. Well, little did I know that they lived... Only 28 kilometers away, which is with the traffic three hours each way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I actually only needed to work four or five hours a day, but there's no public transportation. So I needed to come with the employee where I'm supposed to stay at his house which means leaving every day at 5 a.m. and coming back every day at 8 p.m. Oh, my life. (laughs) Well, that was not the only thing. I got there. There's no Internet, no Wi-Fi in the house. You know, like, okay, you can probably deal with that. You're only going to be there to sleep. He shows me the room. Mosquitoes everywhere. No mosquito nets. Nothing. I'm like, okay. I'm going to take a shower. He's like, oh, yeah, there's a little problem with the shower. There's no running water. And I'm like, okay. No problem. I can deal with that. I look in the water bucket and the water is gross, like oh, disgusting. Nice. Like there's like filthy stuff, leaves. I don't know what kind of stuff on top of the water. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to take a shower tomorrow. I'm just going to go sleep. I lay in the bed and I hear mosquitoes all the time. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot sleep. On top of that, it's 35 degrees and humid as hell. I maybe slept three hours in the morning. I get up, I'm sweaty. I didn't sleep, mosquitoes everywhere. I'm trying to take a shower with just like disgusting water. I'm like, oh my God, I feel even more disgusted now than before. I'm like, I cannot stay here. But at the same time, I could not tell the person who received me in their home, who opened their home for me to stay there and literally give me like, you know, their private space and tell them, sorry about your living conditions. I'm like, that's not my standard. You know, I could not get this over my heart, because they were so nice to me. And I knew that I'm just this like, little first world girl that is not, you know, these living conditions aren't good enough for her. And I felt so bad. I felt so bad. And then I sat down and I calculated all the hours I would spend in transportation during these six months. And I said, I can't, I cannot. I'm gonna throw life my life away and I'm not gonna enjoy the situation. I gotta leave. So I took my stuff and I told him, I'm gonna go away for the weekend. I'll be back on Monday. Excuse me, I was, I was probably 20 or 21 years old by then. I did not know better, and I didn't want to hurt these people, so I just left, and I never came back. Did you ever tell them? I was not in an empowered, no. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I think they knew. (laughs) I think they figured out. (laughs) like, she never came back. I'm like, okay, that's okay. I was not in an empowered place to, like, bring it across my heart to tell them, you know what, I really appreciate it, but I, I cannot do this. I felt so bad because, you know. They gave me a home, like they took care of me, even though it was just for a day, but I felt so bad. I felt so bad and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I gotta leave. And in that moment, that was the best that I knew how to do, how to solve the situation. <laughs> so I left poor people, but also at least I didn't like actually break their heart by telling them. I don't know if that was worse or not, but <laughs> you know I like disappeared out of their life. And I took a boat, a ferry, to this small island just across um, the city, Zanzibar. And Zanzibar, that I didn't know, is a Muslim island, whereas Tanzania is a Christian country. And I had known a person there that also has a travel agency who like, receives a lot of travelers in his house. And he's like, oh yeah, you can come, you can stay with me, you can work in my travel agency. Wait, no how did you know him? <laughs> I had (laughs) I had actually contacted him before through couch surfing. So a lot of times when I travel, not anymore, but when I was younger, I did that a lot. I used couch surfing to meet people, to like meet up with people, to get to know the locals, all these kind of things. You know, sometimes it's also just good to know someone in the country. So in case something goes wrong, you have a backup or someone knows where you've been lost.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, I <laughs> I'm so like, I yeah. have so many questions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah,
0: so I had to leave that situation. Yeah, so we so when you moved uh, to Zanzibar, um, you were no longer at your other agency then, like the tour agency. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And so then you disappeared. S- yeah. Okay, you. you just- <laughs> Who knows what might have happened to Vivi? She might have been, like, eaten by animals. But anyway. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Well, funny thing is, like, months later, I went by their
0: office. And um, their office wasn't there anymore. So who knows what happened to them? <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. So, all right. So you're in Zanzibar. And you had a connection in Zanzibar from couch surfing, which is, like, I love that. Well, you know, I know people who use couch surfing. Uh, I don't even know Mm -hmm. if it still exists, but like that is so, it does. does. I, it's so, it sounds like, like I wouldn't, I have like major trust issues Like I don't like, you know what I mean? Like I would rather, well, Airbnb is not any different, except I think couch surfing is free. Right. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And there, I think there weren't really a lot of Airbnbs. Yeah. I don't think that. It's a tiny, tiny island. It's very local. It's very, very basic. Um, no.
0: Oh, hey. No Airbnbs. No Airbnbs. And then couch surfing, you met somebody as a contact, and then you ended up staying with his place. Yeah. Okay. And that worked out. <laughs> obviously
1: I wish Only oh drama goodness. just really started there mean, <laughs> oh, that's that's where the story starts oh my god oh my goodness yeah it was a it was a whole it was one of these like when I look back at it I'm like yeah I knew it was gonna fuck up I knew I was gonna hate myself and I knew I was gonna grow so much from it it was kind of one of these moments okay. so I'm not sure if I manifested it I'm not sure if like <laughs> it was supposed to happen but it did it was a total like mess up like the guy started like you know being really nice and like helping me out a lot and then um his friend was dating this Romanian chick or maybe she was Czech, but it doesn't really matter um and they were starting to get into a lot of problems and then they were involving us in their problems and it was, it was just like one of these situations where you're like, am I watching a movie or is this real? And then if you've ever been to Africa, if you ever go and stay there for a long time, you'll understand. If you just go as a tourist, you will think, oh, it's the sweetest, most beautiful place. It's a tropical island. It's gorgeous. The hotels are really nice. People are very sweet. But if you stay there for a long time, you really get to know people and their intentions. And it's fucked up. It is so fucked up. So basically what happens, you know, like Thailand is the kind of place where a lot of like old white guys go to like hook up with young Asian girls. Yeah, it's the other way around there. So a lot of young or sometimes even old white women go there to hook up with with black guys. And it's not just that they hook up with one, right? Like it literally is like The guys are dating a different girl every whatever they're comfortable, like a week, every two weeks. Like you would see like the guy that I stayed with, his cousin, we would meet him and he was like presenting as his girlfriend. And two weeks later, he would come and with a different girl presenting her as a girlfriend. And I'm like, well, I'm confused. Like I'm not following anymore. Right. And that would happen all the time. Well, you think, okay, he has a girlfriend, he breaks up, he has a new girlfriend, like not a big deal. No, he has all of these girlfriends at the same time and they don't know about each other. And this, I at first I thought, yeah, okay, you know, there's a few people like that. It happens, these people are everywhere. No, it's literally almost the whole island that is like that. And there's people having babies with one person and then the person goes back to Europe and while their wife is in Europe, they up with other girls and you know make them believe they're like the love of their life and make them fall in love with that and I'm like where am I what is this like? wow <laughs> and it was just like a horror story and you know I ended up like losing so much money from people asking me to like help them out and they had like like the most horrifying stories and like problems and situations and you know me having a good heart being a young innocent girl even though I've heard about these stories a million times and people have told me a million times don't give anyone money well I did (laughs) once you're in the situation it's different I've never seen that money again I'm over it it's okay (laughs) but there's so much drama that happened like so much so much it was terrible people hooking like trying to hit on you all the freaking time that bad that i started that we the guy that i stayed with we started telling that we are in a relationship so that people wouldn't hit me that much and then he was traveling for a little bit and his friends always said oh you know what you can actually when you get bored you can come over to my place you can have some fun to you
0: like, yeah how interesting all the
1: time Like, these things would happen all the time. And I'm like, what is this
0: place? Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, what? Okay, so, but your host seemed like he was a cool person.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought for a very long time. Until he stole a lot of money from me. And until he um, told me that... um, it was very fucked up. It was very fucked up. I'm not sure if I should share the story. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. It's a very fucked up story. So him and I, right, like we would, we were like, we lived together for a long time. So sometimes we were just like, you know, like being friends, being super close, having a little whatsoever from time to time. And then he would leave to to Europe for, I don't know, a few weeks. And he told me, don't trust anyone. You're in charge of the house. Here's the car take care of everything. You know how everything works. You know where to go. Don't trust anyone but my best friend. And I'm like, okay, I trust you. You know, I trust you. Here's where you come in with your trust issues. Mm. <laughs> and I trusted him. So his friend runs a hotel on the other side of the island and it's low season. And we've hung out with him many times, many times. He does couch surfing as well. And I actually don't want to say that he does couch surfing because I don't want people to get from couch surfing because it's actually not a bad thing. I've used it so many times. And it was always beautiful. But he's a kind of person that would like invite people and then would say, oh, let's have a party let's drink and he would drink water because you know he's muslim he's not supposed to drink have the girls drink have the girls smoke some weed whatsoever give them some drugs get them fucked up and then take advantage of them Um, and it was really bad it was really bad because people in your face are so nice and you want to believe them the world they're very sweet talkers but when you really
0: get to know them and their actions you're like holy shit you're a horrible person (laughs) okay so like this isn't I don't know if it's necessarily it might be because it's like third world developing country where they see you as like being you know from Germany Europe and so like I feel like like I want to be respectful of other cultures and people from other countries oh no it's
1: it's it's I really, like, I got to know the whole country as well. The country itself is good. Like, I really believe there's really good people. And I love other countries, but that specific island is, like, the horror island. Like, other people that I've known that really live there, like, they had really bad experiences as well. But let's not go
0: into all the bad Let's <laughs> talk about some positive stuff. Um, you have traveled to, what, 70 countries or more? Is yeah. So- 70. Oh my goodness. Okay. And you've been able to do it on basically like on a shoestring budget. Is it? No, no, no. Let's take that back because (laughs) because yes and no, I've never really had a budget. (laughs) Right. You've been able to manifest a lot of um, opportunities and um, which I think that is amazing. And like, I have to commend you for being open to learning and being open to experiences. And even like as a woman, I think there's like a risk and Mm -hmm. you've always just said, well, I'm gonna figure it out. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: And you know, so many times you know that for sure that if you have an idea and you wanna do something and people try to talk talk you out of it. Like that happened to me when I started traveling down South Africa actually from Tanzania from my internship, down all the way to, to Swaziland. So it's a tiny, 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 tiny country that's now called a Swanti. Um, and I decided to road trip it, to really get to know the culture and the people more and not just say, you know, I'm doing all the touristy safari kind of things. I've seen the country, I know the country. I really wanted to get to know people. And everyone told me, it's a crazy idea, you're stupid. You look different, you're very tall you're gonna get in a lot of problems. And I couch surfed and I road tripped the whole way down to really get to know people, to really get in contact with the country, the culture. And I have to say it was an amazing experience because I didn't get in any problems. I wasn't dropped once. I left my my bags with my money and my laptop and my my passport in the bus, in places un, like, unsupervised and nothing ever happened. I was so safe. I felt so protected. Yes, sometimes I probably overpaid, but that happens everywhere in the world where we are seen as privileged travelers. And um but the general experience and the like gain of knowledge was so good and so beautiful that I would not want to miss this situation. So I just wanted to bring this back because we <laughs> just listened to the first part of po- the podcast, you would probably think, oh my God, she hated Africa, which I did not. It's just this, like one like little thing, right? But the rest of it, it was like a really, really beautiful, beautiful um, experience and like such a perspective shift because what we think about different countries is mainly through like media, right? And if you hear, especially like, I don't know, Middle Eastern countries, such a bad place, such a bad place, bad people, bad place. Don't go there. Even if you enter the US, like they search my passport and they ask me, have you been to any Middle Eastern countries? And I had this lady telling me, you know, you should never go there. These are terrible people. Don't go there. And I asked her, have you been there? Like, do you know if they're actually bad people? And she said, no, why would I ever go there? They're Mm. more terrorists. And I looked at him, I'm like, what are you talking about? You have no idea what you're talking about. You've been conditioned to say these things and to believe these kind of things. And I really believe it's important to go to the place and to find out yourself.
0: I love that. Because that's one of the things about traveling that I feel like, especially like we need to see other cultures. We need exposure right? So that we can make up our own decisions. And we know, like, I think it's like, it's different cultures and the fear of the unknown that we create these stories um, that aren't true. And then we, we make them inhuman, like we make people inhuman, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's what we hear in the media and the news that, you know, that creates these feelings of discrimination. Um, So I love-
1: know, that's terrible.
0: Yeah. So I love how you like just your just what you're saying about like have you ever been there like uh-uh. <laughs> and like your experience is different. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and so many times, you know, if we go to a place, say it will be terrible. People there are terrible. We manifest that. Into our experience. But if we say, okay, let me go and find out, I'm open to the experience. I'm open to really experience the essence and the spirit of the country and of the people and of the culture. We open ourselves to completely different experiences. Mm. And I feel that is very important. I love
0: that. So then, how did you end up in Ottawa? <laughs> <laughs>
1: how did you get there I wish I knew no I know so last year there is this this cruise called the nomad cruise and it's literally for like you know nomadic people bring them together on a cruise 10-12 days we crossed the Atlantic Ocean from Barcelona to Brazil and I ended up in Brazil in a country. That I've been before. That it's a very beautiful country, but I don't speak Portuguese, so I knew I didn't want to stay there for too long. And my goal had been to go to Colombia, but tickets from Colombia and tickets from Brazil to Colombia were more expensive than tickets from Europe to Colombia. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna pay like crazy amount of money to to go to Colombia if I can just you know fly there from Europe anytime. And I got really upset for a while. And then I heard people talking about house sitting um, a lot and like, you know, staying in a beautiful place and like just really experiencing a country through the eyes of a local, you know, not necessarily staying in a hotel, but really living in a place, living in the neighborhood, immersing yourself in the culture. And I thought that, going to Canada during winter would be a really good experience because I have lived like probably seven years of summer, literally following the sun, right? And I'm like, I think a winter experience that is extreme winter, like <laughs> Canadian kind of winter style would be a really good experience. And after having been to 70 countries, because on that trip with um, with the cruise, I hit my 70th country, right? Like, I think I'm, I'm open for it. I'm ready for an experience. I don't want to chase like countries just to check them off the boxes. I'm now looking for experiences that tell a story and that shape who I am. Because if I just stay in the same environment over and over again, I don't expose myself to new things. And my character doesn't get shaped as much as when I go to places that my memory doesn't know how to act or what to do in certain situations, right? So I found a really beautiful place to stay in this like small city, like three hours north of Toronto. And um, I ended up staying there for uh, five weeks. And then I found another host in Ottawa. And I came here and I stayed here. And
0: then the pandemic hit and I'm still here. And then the pandemic. So there you are. Oh God, That's so funny and amazing. You're remind me so in human design, your profile is a three five. Mm, three five or three six. Yeah, something I mean, like that. I gotta look this up. <laughs> I have done baby's oh chart. <laughs> oh my God. As you're talking, I'm like, ah, she has to be a three five. Um, okay I I, like I I love the reading that you did for me by the way everyone
1: that's listening that hasn't done a reading sorry ad break and really needs to do a reading because they're so good like they're so profound and you're like how do you know me I'm like did you spy on me (laughs) how do you know all these beautiful things no it was actually it's so good so
0: everyone who hasn't done a reading
1: reach out to Michelle
0: oh thank you Vivi I appreciate that Um, yeah, you are three, five, which is so perfect because the whole thing about a three, five is you're looking for experiences. Like this is like what shapes you. And so like you're Mm -hmm. living your design through traveling. Like it's so amazing. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So the work that you do then. Okay. First of all, I love that you were saying you're now seeking experiences, not just to check off boxes. Like traveling, Mm -hmm. not just to say, oh, I've been to this country, I've been to this country, but to really seep into the experience, to learn, to let that shape you, build character. That's an incredible way to do that because you're living life, right? You're really like experiencing life. And then um, really seeping into that culture. I have like such deep respects for that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And then your work. So we're in figure six together um Mm -hmm. you you have a lot of offerings so tell like like share what's your vision behind like the work that you do
1: I always get shy when I'm asked for my vision because I'm like it's so big I should not tell it because
0: people laugh at me um my actual vision is I try hold on to as hold on possible i, no, I, <laughs> I want to say something i just had this hit like people who laugh at people who have big vision means that they have small vision i'm just gonna say That's that like, people <laughs> have big visions will never laugh at somebody else with a big vision so anyway continue <laughs> Thank you, thank you. So part of
1: it is definitely to build like this massive adventure empire and really empower people. And funny that I said that word empower because I never use it, but it's coming through right now. Um, Empower people to really make the best out of their life and love the life they're living, really getting to know themselves and the world. And I feel you can't really get to know everything of who you are while staying always in one place. I I don't know, maybe it's my human design, but for me, that would not be possible. And I really feel the more people travel, the more people open themselves up to experiences, to really living and enjoying life, creating a life that they fully and truly love, it's better for all of us because we learn so much, we shape who we are, and the world just becomes a better place through that. And everyone is happier.
0: <laughs> I love that. And what if you, okay, so right now, not, like very few of us can travel. So I'm kind of like, I, I guess I'm kind of leading for you to like, well, what if for those who can't travel, like what would you say? Well, you, you don't actually have to travel
1: like, you know, to Africa, Australia or like super far away. You can really get to know your surroundings and I bet you there are so many beautiful experiences to be lived within an hour or two from where you live, where everyone lives. And most of the time we don't take advantage of these places because we're so like stuck pretty much in our routine, you know we have our favorite places, we have the things that we do, we have our friends, that we like literally like keep repeating our favorite things over and over again. But how often do we actually sit down and say, okay, well, Michelle, what's close to Seattle? A beautiful place where you haven't been that you would like to explore. Um, Maybe once a year, maybe twice. Like that's for the general human, right? But a lot of times we get caught up in whatever, work, business, you know life stuff going on that oftentimes we don't do the things that are in our area or even in our city yeah so there's so much to be said to be you can still and you don't have to travel you can live your life fully by immersing yourself in experiences that are literally around you
0: I'm so glad you said that because like, even for me, right? Like I haven't, I realized I haven't traveled internationally for like five years, almost six now since it's like, (laughs) (laughs) that was supposed to break in Japan, but that didn't happen (laughs) due to COVID, right? All of that. But anyway, um, I'm so glad you said like, just Even locally, like even in my neighborhood, like I honestly, it's, I was probably living in my neighborhood right now for two years until I realized, oh my God, there's like a beautiful park. Like that's just like a 15 minute drive. (laughs) And like I didn't even know. And I was like, oh my God. And like even the drive to the park was beautiful because it's like I have the lake views the whole way through. And you know, even spending summer in my neighborhood and exploring different streets and looking at the houses, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And then, like, paying attention to the different textures, I just started like turning on my mm-hmm. senses. Um, but if I, I guess, if I wasn't challenging myself to do it, it I would have just mm-hmm. missed it. And so, I love what you were saying, just about even locally
1: yeah yeah and even like when you like once you start exploring this like one new neighborhood or this one path we often tend to use the same way to get there yeah you know or like when you go to the supermarket or I don't know like your favorite shop whatsoever we always drive the same way like we're conditioned to like same way same way same (laughs) way instead of like exploring or walking there or walking a different way. Or what I love doing is like when I go for a walk, setting an attention to like, you know, focus on let's say windows or focus on like animals. And you really like train your senses on seeing different kinds of things. And it opens up a whole different world of things you've never seen. Because even when you drive away, like a million times almost, we get blind to the things that are actually there because we don't really look. And I love what you said about like really training your senses and looking at what is there.
0: Mm, I love that because it's true. Like I go on my walk now and it's like, that's my path. And I just love (laughs) what you were saying about looking at different windows. I think that's my, that's my homework for tomorrow. Look at different windows of houses.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. You know, you can choose whatever you want. It doesn't have to be windows. That was just an example. Yeah you know, or like, look at like, you know, like, I don't know, like things you desire to manifest in the future in your, you know, in your life. Is it like your favorite car? Or is it like, you know, that kind of like shape of a house? Or is it like a
0: kind of driveway or, you know, whatsoever? I love it. Okay. So then um, how can people get to know you like through social media, all the things, and then your offerings?
1: Okay, so people can get to know me through um, literally wherever they want. I'm on Facebook. (laughs) I share a lot of Facebook. I have my own group. I'm now doing a lot of like live videos and just talks and chats and like sharing stories and all the fun stuff. It's called Explore to Evolve. And I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Adventure Your World. And I'm on Instagram at Adventure Your World. That's probably all the beautiful places people can find me
0: amazing and then (laughs) when people work with you for like one-on-one what's the context is it like how like how like what's the context
1: it's literally what they desire so I do all kinds of sorts like if they desire to travel more if they desire to shape like their lifestyle you know like just getting out of the routine to say I desire to create more experiences, to build more memories, to really be more present in my life and get to know more of who I am and how I react and how I shape myself in my environment, these kind of things. But also if you desire to you know, create more adventures, to go out more, like becoming an adventurous person making these experiences beautiful because just because you go out and you travel doesn't mean you actually enjoy these experiences, right? You got to make them like memorable and beautiful and the way you desire to to make them as well. Like
0: that's a really big part of it as well. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much, Vivi, for sharing your stories and um, yeah, for just sharing your experiences. It's beautiful and cheers to growth and to yeah. to seeking it oh yeah growth is so beautiful and it's so important <laughs> mm-hmm. well for those of you listening please share this episode you can tag us both on insta stories is always a great way or facebook stories and uh, follow vivi get to know her and you have like a few workbooks that people can purchase to help them yes. ramp up their exploration uh-huh. mm-hmm. Exactly. I have Explore and I'm currently writing my second
1: workbook. It's called Travel Festing The Art of Manifesting Travel. Oh,
0: oh my God, that sounds really easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so get that as well. All the links are in show notes. Thank you so much, Vivi, for your time. Thank you so much, Michelle. Take care. That's so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.